edition. We want to talk about it now. Basketball edition, fresh off of the NBA All-Star Saturday night and NBA All-Star game on Sunday. And just really quick before we get into what our actual topic is today, Stephen, which is books, movies, TV shows, anything that has entered the realm of popular culture. I saw that you said that NBA weekend sucks. Did you not like the game or did you not like the Saturday night part or both? I I generally don't like All-Star Weekend. Um, I think it's gotten a little stale, you know. Did you watch the game and, last night? No. Dude. Um, my friend. The, the way they do it now, I'm pro the game. And honestly, I used to be, I would watch Saturday night and then I wouldn't watch the game on Sunday. I now feel like that has switched. I always, I always feel like on the, during the All-Star game, and this has been the case for a long time. Uh, what they do is, like most people, uh, I I think that like the All Star Game is usually usually tries to cater to uh, really casual fans, you know. Mm-hmm. So they don't play a lot of defense. They throw up a lot of alley oops and stuff. And I understand they want to put on a show. But I want to see defense too, you know. Also, the dunk contest, um, I'm I am bored with that just because I feel like I've seen just about every dunk, you know. It was pretty uh, bad. This year's was pretty horrendous. I watched yeah. I watched the three-point contest is the only fun thing. Um yeah. it could be way shorter than it is. A Saturday more after we spent two and a half hours watching, we uh, we stopped watching the dunk contest because I'm like, this is dumb. I don't know why I'm watching this. I watched the three point contest in 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's just each person's time. Uh, it's amazing how much time is wasted. <laughs> how much time is wasted? Just like, all right, commercials, time between the person who's going next. Uh, so I just watched the three point contest in 12 minutes on Saturday morning. I'm like, all right, that is what I will be doing in the future because there's nothing worthy on Saturday night. And then Sunday, the game was a blast. Absolutely oh. super fun. The the new way that they do it where it's first to hit a certain score and then they have no commercials in the fourth quarter. Genius. Um, oh, that's great. Very fun. The, Giannis was playing defense like crazy and Bede was going hard. And then... Um, you have Steph go off for, I think, 15 threes, or maybe it was 16. Jeez. I honestly don't remember. Uh, it was so, it was, he was hitting bonkers shots. So Steph was by far the most entertaining part of it. And then after Steph, like the, sorry. after Steph made all of those threes, guess how the game's decided? A mid range shot by DeRozan to bring the game within two of the completed okay. score. And then LeBron James just, on the way back down, knocks down the other one, and uh, Team LeBron wins again. Anyways, so yeah. not that that's what we wanted to talk about today, but I, I would say that the last couple of years, I ever since they started doing that 24-plus points in honor of Kobe Bryant, so that must be three years, right? This is the third All-Star game since yeah. his passing. I've enjoyed it so much more, and then Saturday night is kind of just a waste of time. Yeah, I... Uh, um. I don't have a problem with the skills challenge. I just think they need they need to do and and they're sort of doing it, trying to try new things 
for All-Star Weekend, but I think they needed to try some even more new stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely, because whatever it is, I don't know if it's just having stars that play or that do the dunk contest. The downside there is if you're a star and you lose, you're like, why Why am I doing this? Like, the, there's only downside for me to do this. I could get injured. I could lose. If I do a good job, everyone's expecting it. So it is I what like, it is, but here yeah, we are. I, uh, I like when stars don't mind competing in things and possibly losing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, during All-Star Weekend because, like, uh, um, it reminds me of, like, Jordan, you know, uh, with the gold chain uh, around his neck uh going and and um doing the dunk contest in the 80s and uh you know him and dominic wilkins it didn't really matter who won it was just a great dunk contest you know spot on and i know that we aren't really wanted to talk too much about the uh the all-star <laughs> all-star weekend but i appreciate you taking the time to uh and en- not enlighten me but to oh what's that word why am I doing this so much recently? I can't remember words, but um, for just being willing to talk about it for for five minutes. But let's get to yeah. the the show at hand, which is going over. I'm just going to make this simple and say pop culture. I don't know pop culture. Anything written, recorded in any way about the game of basketball. So it could even be an article that you loved in the Sacramento Bee, if that is such a if such an article exists. But I kind of just want right, to. That's a new wrinkle than what I thought we were doing. But yeah, it's going to yeah. be if you can pull out like this Sacramento Bee article from 2002, like I I'd be impressed. I'd be very uh, <laughs> I'd be ready to to listen to it. But just kind of right. hopping into just start, start, start chatting, Stephen, who what are some of the books that and the movies and TV shows that you like about basketball? OK, the essentials. Um, Okay. Uh, um, before I do that, I want to say a little tiny thing about the new show coming out about the Showtime Lakers mm-hmm. uh, in the 1980s NBA uh, on HBO Max. It's called Winning Time. Um, and I I am curious to see if it's uh, going to be any good. Um, it looks like it's going to be good. But, you know, lots of times I've been disappointed uh, by shows. But uh, for this winning time, right? Right. For this show, especially, I want to see I want them to do a good, you know, good, historically accurate show. Um, It doesn't have to be perfect, but I want it to be historically accurate. And I know my history, you know, with the 80s and the NBA. So. Um, I'm looking forward to that show. Hopefully it's good, but if it's not, I hope they get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it's being done by Adam McKay. I know he's had, oh no, is it his? No, that was someone else who just did a movie. I didn't like that is in his orbit. Uh, let me just yeah. check for the question. Anyways, Adam McKay generally doing, oh, it was Adam McKay. He did don't look up, which was a pretty divisive in terms of who liked it, like people either loved it or people either hated it, but he did the big short stepbrothers vice. Like he's done a lot of great stuff. So I'm pretty pumped. Like there's very few misses 
in his time as a well, producer slash uh, creator. That explains John C. Riley having the part of uh, Jerry Buss. Yep, it was between him and, well, I don't know how much Will Ferrell was considered for that role, but it was actually something that kind of broke up Adam McKay and Will Ferrell uh, and their partnership mm-hmm. was not him, not being Will Ferrell, not being cast as Jerry, Jerry Buss. Dang. I think yeah. John C. Riley was a good person, at least the way he looks. He looks, you know, he looks they, a lot like Jerry Buss. <laughs> like it looks really good. They, I have a feeling can, he'll be they, able to get the personality too. Yeah, they can, they made him look a lot like the real Jerry Buss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of scary. You know, it's kind of like, there's a striking resemblance, um, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm interested to see if it's any good. It looks like it's going to be good, but like I said, uh, that remains to be seen. And hopefully, they uh, uh, do a good job, good historically accurate job, uh, telling the story of the NBA in the '80s. You know. Yeah, 100. So let's kick it off by jumping into. Let's go, if if you don't have it organized this way, it's totally fine, but let's go from your least favorite thing you're recommending to your most favorite thing you're recommending. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I'll start with um, uh, Space Jam is a, is a, that's a fun uh, basketball movie for like children it's a nice family movie um Space. it's got I, I would say it's for everyone regardless of uh, if you have a family or not i love it keep going I'm just, well i'm just saying i'm just saying like it's, it's that kind of movie where you can sit with your family and watch it and you know um and it's got funny parts the actual basketball there's there's very little actual basketball you know, uh, in the movie, but, um, uh, it's, it's a fun, you know, movie for little kids. So, and just a really quick note on that great soundtrack. Oh yeah. It's got a great soundtrack. Yeah. To the space jam, space jam. Yeah. I, I, I wore that soundtrack out when I was a kid. I used to listen to it like crazy. It is a great soundtrack. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> one <Art> of the <laughs> Kelly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sings the most famous song on that soundtrack. But you know, let's just not talk about that. Yep. The rest of the 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 album, I really I love it. And who's the just yes or no? Or it's a you just say the person's name. Better actor, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? They're both pretty terrible. Ah, just say a name. Just say a name. No one's going to judge you for this except for me. LeBron. Okay. All right. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. What's what? What do you got next? Okay. Next up, um, a movie called The Way Back. I have to watch this. I've heard only great things about it. Yeah, it's it's a more modern movie. Came out like a few years ago, and um, uh, the main character, the guy that the movie is about, is a is a real guy. It's based on the true story. The movie, 
and it's uh, about a guy who's a former high school basketball star at this Catholic school, right? And uh, and he becomes an alcoholic after his son dies, and they he gets offered the job at this school that he used to be a star basketball player at. He gets offered the co- head coaching job there. And he goes in there and turns them around from being a team that d- can't win and like sucks to a great team um, that they go on a big fat winning streak and end up being this great team. Um, and uh, it's a it's a great story about overcoming the the guy the main character the dude that the movie is about um, the coach is played by Ben Affleck um, and Ben Affleck is an alcoholic so I thought that was an interesting thing about the movie because he's playing an alcoholic you know um, and. Uh, it's a great movie and there's a lot of real basketball stuff in there. You know, they do a really good job of um, using authentic basketball lingo and stuff. And, you know, um, there's like real basketball in it. So it's a great movie. Um, It's mostly a drama, but it's a great movie. So you're you're putting that right next to Space Jam, if, and remember we're we're organizing this from your least favorite to your most favorite. So Space Jam. I messed up. Okay, so it's, it, I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, so Space Jam, and then this drama, the way back <laughs> with uh, with Ben Affleck as an alcoholic coach taking over his former team. Um, I'll, I just gotta okay. say, but I will return and report. I need to watch this movie still. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a movie. Um, uh, that if you if you like basketball especially like if you're a basketball head i think um it's a it's a great movie um and uh so yeah there's my endorsement of that movie i'm, I'm gonna be pretentious really quick i think what has held me back from watching a lot of basketball movies just in general is i am one of those people who awesome that you got a cool actor but if they can't actually play basketball, I don't really care. If the basketball scenes don't look great, if it's more about the story, then I am less entertained by it. Um, I know that's a pretentious well, the, point the of great, view, but that's me. The great thing about the movie The Way Back is there there is that great dramatic acting and stuff, but there's also, because there's a whole story about the coach and, and oh. what he's struggling with, you know. And uh, just real quick, they got Janina Gavankar in it. For those of you who have played Star Wars Battlefront, the main, I think it's cinematic actress of uh, Battlefront 2. That's who Janina Gavankar is. So I'm in. Yeah. I, know, I sound and, like uh, a perv now. <laughs> that's that's uh, not the only reason I'm watching it. Woman doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. She's great, though. I love her. Yeah. You can be a fan of a woman, but. Um, uh the way back is a great movie uh again based on a true story and um uh he there he takes this team that's like small and makes them this great uh pressing team you know they they play this great pressing defense that fuels their offense and they they end up being this great team you know 
Um, Love it. But it's definitely uh, worth the watch. Um, another classic movie. If if I can name another movie. Wait, are you? This is this. Uh, you're still. Do you try to keep as much of the least favorite to most favorite order. Right, if we can. right, right, right. This is just a, really a comedy. Uh, very little actual basketball. Semi pro. No. Uh, oh, okay. I was going to name that one, but that was actually one of my better ones. Um, uh, but the fish that saved Pittsburgh, I've only seen bits and pieces of it, but it stars Julia Serving, and I can't remember who all, but um, it's called the fish that saved Pittsburgh. And it, it's just like a goofy, like, um, just a goofy movie, kind of like one of those spoof movies, you know? Mm, so like um, Scary Movie, those, so, those well, types? Yeah, it's it's like... It's it looks really, very airplane-esque-ish. Yeah, it's like airplane or something like that. Okay. Um, where it's like a comedy, you know? Um, I just got to say, this shows how much Stephen loves basketball, because I have no interest in watching this movie it's it's cool because it's got kareem looks like you have marv albert uh chick hearn doing some announcing in it but um i don't know if this is ever going to make my make my list so just talking about proof. the fish that saved pittsburgh yep just proof that you are a, a diehard basketball fan yeah well i haven't seen that whole movie but i i have checked it out because i think i got bored with it and stopped watching it but I at least, you know, looked at it to see if it was any good. Nice. Um, love it. I've seen a lot of basketball uh, movies and documentaries and stuff like that. Can I ask you really um, quick? How long is this list of yours? Not that I don't want to go through the entire list. I'm just curious. Probably something close to 10 movies and documentaries and then a few books. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, and then, uh, um, Another one I want to name um, is uh, Coach Carter. Ooh, man. While I was playing basketball in high school, take me right back to 2003, my friend. Yeah. Um, I was playing rec basketball at the time. Um, and uh, um, so... The, that's a great movie. Um, the story is is a pretty pretty good story, decent story. Um, it's your your typical uh, story about how the the those uh, the student athlete the, the student athletes that teach their coach a valuable lesson. You know, um, it, it's. It's, uh, you know, one of those things where the coach learns from the players, you know, um, and it's it's uh, it's a great movie. It's also based on a true story about a guy who takes over a program and they um, go on a big fat winning streak and and he turns the program around big time in this uh, uh, city called Richmond and uh they, it's based on a true story. Coach Carter's a real person. And uh, 
all the players are based on real players and stuff, but they have real basketball in that movie and they do real basketball stuff. Um, and when they were making the movie, the actors said that um, they had to do suicides. They had to do real basketball drills and stuff like that. And you can tell because they're doing real basketball stuff in that movie. Um, and the players actually know how to play. So uh, for that reason, I love Coach Carter. I, um, real quick, I just want to, this is one of mine. So this is the first, mm, Space Jam was also on my list. This is one of my first basketball ones where, where we agree. The thing about this movie that I love that I think any aspiring basketball player needs to take away from it is conditioning. There is a great scene where he, and before people are like doing too much, like they're just running all of the time. And there's a scene where he's just like, just keep running, just keep running. And the other team gets gassed and the, the other team is well conditioned. Like conditioning is a very real thing. And we're seeing it in the NBA this year. And obviously every year, Luca, James Harden, everyone's saying that they're coming in unhealthy, out of shape. Like it never, that never goes away. Conditioning is 100% something you need to be doing. And that is my favorite part of coach I Carter. Think, Cause that was yeah. a big thing when I was playing at union mine, it was like, we're going to out. We will not be the ones that get tired. If they beat us on skill, that is fine, but it will not be because we ran out of gas. Yeah. I remember when I played at union mine uh, and I only played a little bit, but I was obviously very involved in basketball in high school and uh, for a little bit. And um, I worked my butt off to become a good player and I became a pretty good player. Um, but in, in my opinion, but, um, uh, yeah, conditioning is huge. Uh, my knees. What were, is your deepest fear, Stephen? <laughs> that I'm inadequate. That we are capable beyond. Oh man. I love Timo. And no, his name's Timo, right? It's not that I'm inadequate. Is, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously allow others to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence liberates others. Sir, I just want to say thank you. You saved my life. Bam. Ah, all the feels over here, Steven. Ah, there's a lot of good one-liners. I'm also not entirely sure how much of the personality is of Coach Ken Carter and how much is Samuel L. Jackson being Samuel L. Jackson because there's right. a lot of great one-liners in this. Like, absolute, just stellar, memorable it. things. I mean, and obviously that monologue that Steven just did, also very memorable. I, I always uh, also quote the part where he's he's uh talking to the like the school board and the parents are all there and stuff and he he is coach carter had locked up the gym right and everybody's got an issue with it and the part where samuel L. jackson gets his samuel L. jackson on you know yep. and uh he he gets up and he's like uh he plays Ken Carter, you know, and he says, I took this job with the understanding I, you know, uh, could do it my way. And this is the only way I know how to do it, you know. And and uh, I always make fun of that part because it's so it sounds like such a Samuel L. Jackson, you know, 
uh, part. I always forget the Ashanti storyline of her getting pregnant. <laughs> right. Well, that's, it's kind, that's of a, kind of it's kind of a wild movie. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh, it came out in two thousand five, not two thousand three. I mean, close, close ish. But close, I just, close. I just remember watching like that was our pregame sh- movie. We would get together as a team and watch it. Yeah. Um, when I played for Kent, he never uh, showed us cool movies like that. It was always like if he was going to show us something on video, it was like wooden breaking down this offense or something, you know. We so, definitely would get together without Coach Kent's at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. What's what? What's the next movie that you got? Oh, I love Coach Carter. Great, great one. That's uh, probably above me. So if I, I did my top five. So it was Space Jam, Coach Carter, and then let's keep going. Okay. Um, the next movie um, I'm going to throw out there is a, uh, a documentary called uh, The Heart of the Game. Never heard of it. Okay. Um, it's it's a documentary about um, a woman who goes on to play, a girl who goes on to play in the WNBA, um, but she gets pregnant in high school. Her name's Darnelia Russell. And, uh, but she's one of the top high school uh, uh, athletes in the country for, for girls high school basketball. And um, like she's, everybody talks about how they think she's good enough to go straight to the WNBA and stuff from high school. And, and you know, they talk about how great she is. They end up, um, uh, well, I don't want to ruin it for people, but just um, it's a nice feel good um, movie. Uh, there's a lot of great basketball stuff in there because they're a real basketball team. It's a real story. Cool. They're the real people, you know, it's a documentary. All right. Um, so this is above coach Carter for you. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, and what the coach in the documentary does is his name is uh, coach wrestler. And uh, he, he, uh, he comes up with themes every year for his teams and the theme in that documentary for that team and that documentary is the wolf pack because wolf packs are led by the females right and so uh he he used this metaphor such as ripping carcasses apart and stuff like that to describe playing defense and uh it's very interesting stuff uh but they're a great team they're another team that they they like to press teams and uh, put you know really put a lot of pressure on them defensively, and they force turnovers and uh, uh, you know it, they they get they excuse me I just burped. Uh, I wasn't sure get, if that was an audio thing or if like you legitimately burped. So that like you didn't even have to say anything, but now it's a thing. Keep going on the wolf pack. Oh, okay, so. So um, uh, they uh, they do really well. I don't want to ruin the documentary, but like they do really well. There's drama in the middle of it and everything. And um, but it's a great movie. One of the best basketball documentaries I've ever seen. Um, uh, and it's about a girls' high school basketball team. Uh, it, it's awesome. Cool. 
Awesome. All right. Um, what's next? All right. Next. Um, let's see. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about uh, is one called Hoop Dreams. And this one seems more familiar. Hoop Dreams is one of the most famous. It might be the most famous basketball documentary ever. Um, it won a bunch of awards uh, after it came out. It follows two small boys from from uh, uh, like the inner city, like ghetto, you know, um, uh, and uh, they they become very good basketball players, and and uh, it follows them all the way from when they're they're like seven years old, all the way to high school, and the documentary is like three hours long. And I've seen it a bunch of times. And um, uh, it stars two basketball players named Arthur Agee and William Gates. And um, it's great. It's a great, great documentary. I think it's the best basketball documentary ever. So It's available on essentially every single streaming service. So I'm going to check it out. I'll watch it. Right. It's on HBO Max. It's on Showtime. Um, it's on yeah, uh, and Amazon. It, it is it, HBO Max primarily. I think it, they do a great job of showing how uh, the the two kids are kind of exploited, you know, yeah. uh, by by the greedy um, powers that be. Right, other people trying to trying to, um, you know, get ahead by using the two children basically um that's the way i saw it but um uh arthur agee is now like a really big deal um uh in basketball where he lives in the area that he lives and stuff you know now he's like a you know does a lot with youth basketball and stuff like that um, but he's in that documentary. He was an awesome basketball player. So was William Gates. Um, and, and it's a great, great documentary. Um, and if you love basketball, definitely, um, it's worth the watch. I think. I love it. All right. What's, what's the next one? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to, uh, books now. Oh, you were okay. Great. Did you go? We went through all the movies and TV shows, or are you saving those to the end because they're the best? Well, I went. Uh, Let's go books. Let's go books. I, I, yeah, I, those are pretty much the movies I was thinking of. And then, uh, uh, books wise, um, oh, you got Kobe Bryant's Muse for documentaries, uh, and Kobe doing work, both about Kobe, but they're great um beyond the glory has a bunch of great uh that series on tv they've got a bunch of great stories about nba players you know uh so those are some great tv series that talk about um nba players um my favorite beyond the glory episode is actually one about kevin garnett's uh basketball career um because he's had a very interesting life. Uh, but yeah, 
so those are some some TV shows about NBA basketball players that I really like. Um, and then books wise, uh, you got Magic Johnson's book, Magic's Touch, um, uh, Basketball for Dummies by um, Digger Phelps um, is is great, I think. Uh, there's a lot of great, very useful information in there um, about the game. He talks about all kinds of different things about the game, different aspects um, of the game. Uh, you'll learn about strategy, statistics, uh, different stories about the game and stuff. It's great. Um, I haven't finished it, but I've read a significant amount of it, and it's great. Um, uh, and then, um, uh, oh, Kobe Bryant's book, Mamba Mentality, um, is one of the best basketball books I've ever read. He has a whole part of the book in there that's a big part of the big section of the book where he just breaks down players' tendencies and what they like to do and stuff, different players, uh, past and present from past and present, you know, ones that are playing right now and ones that were playing not very long ago in the NBA. And he does oh, a great something. job. Oh, keep going, keep going. And he does a great job breaking down what they do well, what they don't do well, what they can improve on. I mean, down to the down to the smallest detail. It's a great, great book. That's why his one show is called Detail. Uh, what's It's kind of weird. as a, So this kind of crossing the lines between all-star game and what you're talking about seeing all of these 75 players and then they ranked all 75 of them as to like who's the best and they jordan was number one lebron was number two kareem was number three yeah. it's like so wild to me like i i've started to be able to pinpoint who are players that i loved watching growing up that are not going to become hall of famers I don't know why it finally just dawned on me yesterday, but man, um, like, like for example, and not, not that anyone would be surprised, but Quentin Richardson, he will not make the hall of fame. No, he won't. But Quentin Richardson was a huge part of me, <laughs> like my, like growing up. Um, and so I'm wondering about all of those people who I didn't get to see play. Uh, other person who was actually phenomenal, but won't make it is a, uh, um, Roy. Brandon Roy of the Portland Trailblazers, yeah. like people Brandon who just Roy. like their career got cut short, even though they were amazing for the first few years. Um, yeah, anyways, Brandon. just saying that because you mentioned Kobe's book, how he was talking about these different players that he matched up against. And I'm just thinking all of those people that my, I think part of it is because I'm about to have a kid, but like all these people, my kid is never going to know existed. Um, Mm. just kind of a weird thing anyways back back to you after that little bit of <laughs> that little bit of existentialism well, it's, up for you. it's up to you to teach the kid about them well yeah but like am i gonna do i want to take the time to teach my kid about quentin richardson or do i want to teach him how to play a, a c chord on a piano you know what i mean like when when i'm making my when i'm making right, like my decisions right. like on what i want to teach him about like it's probably not going to be um, Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson on the Clippers that we're that yeah. we're going to be discussing. Yeah. Um, um, I was just saying, like, uh, you you know, you could if you wanted to, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
I agree. Um, yeah. What's your next book? Okay. Uh, my next book, When the Game Was Ours by uh, Jackie McMillan. Um, and uh, it, I believe it was Jackie McMillan and, and uh, um, that wrote the book. It's great. Talks about kind of the life, the lives of both um, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and the careers of both of them. And there, there's a lot of instances in the book where, um, you know, they, they, like I've said before, they were always, they've always been kind of linked. So it was just fitting that a book was written about both of them, you know, um, and uh, uh, so that's that's a book. Um, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this one yet. I don't think I have, but Magic Johnson's uh, autobiographical book called, it, it's his autobiography called My Life. Um, and it, it's a thick book, great, great book. Um, uh, another, another book um, that I think is awesome is the book of basketball by Bill Simmons, over 700 pages long and, uh, a great, a great read has a lot. It's very rich with history. There's a lot of his opinion in there, but it's very rich with a lot of history and stuff. About also, if game. I can recommend the accompany podcast that goes with it too, his book of basketball 2.0 is good. So yeah. anyways, sorry, I interrupt you. Keep going. His, his podcast is definitely awesome. Uh, but the book of basketball, I, I, I had lots of laughs reading it. It's very interesting. It's very um, rich with history, um, previous stuff. It's great. It was right up my alley, you know. Um, uh, and uh, so I love that book. And I've read it so many times that that book is starting to get worn out because uh, I have the paperback version, but I I, I keep reading and reading it. Um Another book I, I really, if it's okay for me to go on. Yeah, keep going, man. Okay, another book I really like um, is uh, um, John Wooden's book um, uh, called They Call Me Coach. Um, John Wooden's book, uh, They Call Me Coach, is basically, it's about his life, you know, and um, uh, he talks a lot about basketball in there just because basketball was a huge part of his life. But um, it's, a, it's a great book. You get to know John Wooden uh, really well reading that book. Uh, anyway, the book's called They Call Me Coach. And it's uh, by John Wooden and it, written by John Wooden. And it's about John Wooden, uh, his life and stuff. Um, Another book I really like uh, is called um, Wooden, A Lifetime of Observations on and Off the Court. And I've read this book like a few times. And since and I, the first time I read it, I was in high school because my high school basketball coach, Coach Kent, uh, introduced me to Wooden, you know, to John Wooden, uh, got me got me into um John Wooden, you know, and, and 
he told us all to read that book, A Lifetime of Observations on and Off the Court. So I did, and I became hooked on wooden uh, books, John Wooden books. And uh, it's a great book, A Lifetime of Observations on and Off the Court. Um, there's a lot of life lessons in there. He tells a lot of stories about his days coaching and everything. It's great. Uh, so that's another great book. So uh, those Is that are all of them? Well, I, I thought I'd let you, you know. All right, because the reason why is because I feel like there could be a huge argument between us right now for one specific thing that I absolutely watched over and over and over and over again. And I'm a little what? concerned that it hasn't been mentioned yet. What? Hoosiers. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention Hoosiers. Okay, good. You were, you were. Like, I, I'm surprised that wasn't like, when you're like, all right, like moving on from movies and TV yeah, no, to, just, to books. I, I'm just like, how have we not talked about Hoosiers? The greatest, the greatest just, potentially sports movie of all time. But yeah. also I would, I mean, I, obviously you can debate anything, right? But it's the greatest basketball movie of all time, in my opinion. Like there's not a single basketball movie where I'm like, the different forms and styles of leadership. Like I wouldn't say that coach Dale is the best example of like perfect leadership, but he is someone who leads in a specific way that achieved a desired outcome. So I think just a leadership class on him alone is absolutely necessary for any, any leader out there delegating tasks to people, people who know more than you, how to motivate people when you're in a new situation. Like that's just a really good masterclass in that. And then also like, all of the fun, like little, like the cool tropes that sports movies try to take from there. Uh, yeah. The only one that it doesn't work for is for football fields from what I've said. But when he's measuring the court and the heights, like, yep, it's a 10 foot rim, 15 right. feet away from there. 15, like all of that stuff. is just perfect. It's just a perfect, perfect movie like this. There's right. more fans it here. Same size. It's a it's a great old school sports movie, a classic for sure. Um, uh, Gene Hackman does great in that movie. Dennis Hopper is awesome in that movie as as the character shooter, uh, a guy who's kind of like me. Uh, he's a little constantly obsessive. drunk. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little obsessive. I'm not constantly drunk. So, um, I'm only drunk. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like he was drinking quite a bit. Yeah. Just, so, do you, are you ever walking into the union, <laughs> union no, mind basketball no. court, the snake pit halfway through a game and uh, shouting what you think is good basketball, uh, good basketball strategy. No, uh, I, I am not doing that, but um, there's always next it, year. That's a great movie. And, and, uh, uh, I love the part where the where Hackman's character, the head coach, he gets uh, he gets uh, thrown out of the game, and right after Shooter, uh, who is the father of one of the players, played by Dennis Hopper, um, Shooter's an alcoholic. He he asked the coach not to get thrown out, and the coach gets thrown out, and he says. Well, shooter, I've done it again. You know, it's up to you to win the game. And he ends up drawing up a play and they end up scoring and winning. It's, it's that's Let's run the picket fence. Right. <laughs> We're going to run the picket fence. We're going to run the picket fence on them. 
So uh, uh, he, uh, uh, I think Dennis Hopper does a great job playing that part. Um, (laughs) Oh, you're doing the the music. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. Uh, Then, like, something like not to like get us too off of that. Like, then another uh, white lead movie, um, but this one at least has uh, Fighting Forrester. I know oh, it's more about writing. Great. It's it's more about like him becoming a writer or whatever instead of just focusing on his basketball acumen. But that was the other movie that I wanted to make sure I mentioned. Definitely no, like it's definitely lower on the basketball list in terms of games that I think are the greatest. It's it or movies right, that I then, think are the greatest. Like it's Hoosiers 100% of the way. We'll see how the way back is after I watch it. But I just want to honorable mention, throw Finding Forrester out there. Yeah, Finding Forrester is a great basketball movie, I think. Um, basketball is kind of a secondary thing, like you were saying in the movie. It's more about writing and being a writer. But um, it's right up my alley because I'm a person that likes to – I'm a creative writer, and I love the sport of basketball. And I, I've i watched the movie, and um, it's a great movie. Um I love it. They they have a lot of it's a lot of real basketball stuff in there, you know, um, and they have they have like like Rob Brown, the person that plays the main character in the movie, um, uh, he um, can actually play ball, you know, he can actually hoop, and which is important uh, to me. And the other people in the movie that they're supposed to be basketball players. Like they can hoop, you know, they can play ball. Um, and and uh, so it's a great movie. Um, it's with Sean Connery, Rob Brown, Anna Paquin. It's 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 a great movie. Um, and then uh, so, so, yeah, um, that's one of them. Awesome. All right. Well, those are all of my mentions. Want to throw it back over to you. What else you got? All right. So uh, 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 let me think a little bit. Um, so you don't have to think. You should have this written down. I, like the, now we're in like the true, true best I, of the best. I should have written it down, but I was thinking about it before this started. So I thought about it a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, let's see. I only have uh, one more, like if I'm being honest. There's only one more piece of oh, there's, basketball there's, I want to talk about. Okay. There's, there's, a, there's a book called Pistol about the life and career of Pistol Pete Maravich um, that I, I own the book. And uh, it's great. Um, and uh, um, it's great because this, the book starts out telling the story of Press Maravich, the father of Pete Maravich. And um, uh, because it was like the author, you know, n- knew that in order to tell Pete Maravich's story, you have to talk about his father, you know. And um, uh so it's a it's a great great book um a lot of great history in the book uh stimmy pro is a great movie about hilarious about funny great funny is a better movie. word 
funny is a and, better word. And very historically accurate. In That's a way. the best part of it. Yes. Yes. It's very historically accurate in a way that there was no Flint Tropics team. Um, but it tells but a great story of the ABA NBA integration. Like it's it say all you will about it. Like that's where I learned the most about that time. What is that? Like 76, 77 <laughs> when all that's happening. 75, 76. Yep. And uh, um, uh, so, but semi pro has a lot of great um, factual stuff in there from the very beginning. They have, like stuff that's true to how it actually was in the ABA at that time, you know, uh, the part where um, there was always like uh, uh, things that happened where they, they would have taco night or something and there wouldn't be enough tacos for everyone or, or um, you know, cause they were broke cause the league was, was the ABA was not doing well. And uh, so there's a lot of jokes about how broke, uh, you know, Jackie Moon is uh, the, in that movie. And, and um, uh, at the very beginning, he says, all we got to do is start hitting our threes. So it's like very accurate. You know, the ABA started the they're the one that came up with the three point line and they referenced uh, shooting three pointers. I mean, there's there's quite a few things that are very historically accurate, even though the the story is uh, fictional, you know. Yeah, I I do like that movie. Wait, is that was that your last one? Uh, that's that's my last movie. I think. Oh my! You have more, but man, this guy's just consuming all of the content. Keep going. Okay. Um, and then uh uh. Uh, let's see another book, uh, Magic's Touch, uh, by Magic Johnson is the great book. Uh, I think it's a great read. Um, uh, Magic talks about, um, it's, it, it's, it's very autobiographical, the book. And it's, it's, uh, him talking about how he plays, talking about, um, you know, who he used to emulate when he was a kid, all kinds of stuff, you know, talking about uh, his teammates in in the NBA and all that. Um, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has a book called Kareem that I've already talked about. I've read the book a few times. Um, and you learn a lot about different players in the NBA and stuff from reading that book, especially players on the Showtime Lakers. You learn about Pat Riley as a coach, um so uh that's a great book uh there's a book called wooden wooden and me which is a book another book that was written by kareem abdul jabbar uh pretty recently just like a couple years ago i think and uh he it's a book where he talks about his long time and very special uh relationship that he had with john wooden you know um and uh, they had a, a, a lifelong, you know, relation. They had a very long uh, and good relationship with each other. Uh, Wooden was like a father figure to uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, whose name was originally Louis Alcindor, of course. Um, and 
so it's a great book. Kareem talks about how uh, a, a lot of things, you know, he talks about a lot of things uh, that he and John Wooden talked about, conversations they had, uh, experiences they had together and all that. Um, great, great book. So that book's called Wooden and Me. Um, and uh, there's another book called The Story of Basketball. That's a short little book that's about, I think, 140 pages long, but it's got a lot of great information about the history of the game of basketball in there. Um, uh, it's great. Um, um, and I, I could go on, but uh, uh, I, I think, um, I, I think that that is sufficient so i have one uh, more book okay just one jordan rules the jordan rules by sam i forget his name actually sam smith by sam smith i read that probably when i was in the seventh grade i think okay and i feel like i learned a lot about how teams strategize and plan for different players i know it was specific to michael jordan and that probably made me more interested in it, but it was just a nice little fascinating piece of strategy for me. Apparently, Sam Smith makes Jordan look bad in the in the book, mm-hmm. but that's just that's just what I've heard. I haven't uh, read the book, so yeah. Well, that's that's everything that I got, Stephen. Any other things that you have, my man? Uh there's. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. No, don't just do stuff that like is an absolute essential. Like I got, I have homework. I got to go watch the okay. way back. All right. Um, I've got another documentary uh, uh, that's a good one that I, I wore out this documentary. Uh, I bought the DVD of it and I just wore it out like crazy. And it's part of the reason why I was able to do the decades episodes as well as I was able to. It, because when I was growing up for years and years, since I was a young kid, I, I had this DVD uh, of NBA at 50, right? Ooh, that's and a nice it, one. It's starting in 1946. It goes through all the history up to 1996, you know? And so 50 years of history starting in 46, ending in 96, and it's narrated by uh, Denzel Washington. And there's so, it's very rich with historical facts and and, um, uh, there's a lot of old school footage and stuff like that they show. They tell you about the whole history of the league, Um, you know? And 50 years worth starting from the beginning. It's great. Um, but I, I've watched it over and over and over again. Uh, so many times that I, I memorized the dang thing. And it's a long DVD. You know, it's got a lot of stuff in there. Um, but welcome to my world, people. Uh, this <laughs> is the kind of thing that I do. But uh, and it was even more so as a kid when I had a little bit less responsibilities, you know, Um, but it's I've since lost that DVD, but I've seen it so many times that it's like burned into my memory. It's great. So NBA 50 is a great one to watch. Also, that's all. Love it, dude. Well, hey, 
Thanks a ton for chatting today, Stephen. This was a uh, very informative for anyone that's listening to this and you pretend to love basketball. You're very you, these welcome. are all of the things that you need to go check out. Uh, obviously, I have a few things that I need to check out. Uh, Wayback has been on my list for a while, so I definitely am going to watch that. But um, yeah, quit being posers out there, all you posers. And uh, the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. We hope you stay for a while Give us one more chance to change your mind